I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Camera eighty. Camera, camera, camera. Camera. We're going to tell you some stories from the news. Great stories. It's a fat mosquito flying around here. Delightful. A fat mosquito. I saw it by the light. All right, everyone. Here to do some nightmare news. I'm going to hand out some gum. Everyone needs some gum. gum. We're going to be smacking in your ear. Awesome. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm not going to take because I'm going to be doing a good amount of reading for this one. Put it down because that's ugly and we're not sponsored by Icebreaker. But nutrition facts. Mm. All right, here we go. Here. Yeah, no one can see it. No. Oh, okay. It's out of frame. All right, here we go. Is there no mosquito? I can't tell. It, it looks like it, kind of. Uh, I don't know. When it stops, it, it does No, no, that's not a mosquito. What is it? I don't know. All right, let's go ahead and start this episode up. Madison, go for it. We've actually kind of already started. We've started. We've started. We'll just do this whole thing. Debria will be cutting this. Hey, Debria, uh, go ahead and go ahead and uh, you know just include everything that we've been saying. All right. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. All right. Uh-oh. It's like what are we saying? We're just talking about this bug by our light. So. Yes. Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. It's an orb. All right. So it's an orb. we are uh, we are live streaming this currently um, yeah. for Parajunkies only. If you want to uh, if you want to watch and or listen to the live streams every Sunday, uh, almost every Sunday, become a Parajunkie uh, because it's great. Speaking of that, I would like to thank uh, some of the new Parajunkies. All right. I would like to thank Dakota Smith, Thomas Putnam. Kayla Shrink, Alicia Richardson, Rhonda King, Josh Collins, and Jade Amella. Thank you all so much for supporting us. Thank you uh, so much to all of the other pair of junkies that have been supporting us for months. Um, you guys are, all y'all are amazing, and thank you. Um, you yes, make this happen. Yes, yes. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Madison, is there anything that you wanna you wanna talk about or? Yes, spell jars. Woo! I have those. I um I started making them for jewelry purposes. So uh, you can see those over on countrywitchco.com. I make them all myself with my bare hands, and I custom curate all the herbs specifically. Your hands look like human hands. Yeah, I know. They're, <laughs> they're my bear peats. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And actually, there will be an ad coming up. It's only like 20 seconds um, for uh, Madison's spell jars. We made like a new ad for the podcast, so that would be really cool. Yeah. Unless you're a pair junkie, and then you get everything ad-free. Ooh. What? Ad-free. Yeah. Ad-free. Ad-free. No ads for them. Nope. Zero. Zero ads anytime. All right, here we go. Let's go ahead and start this up. <laughs> 
Okay, so remember, uh, we had Nightmare News a couple episodes ago. It did extremely well. I mean, analytics were, you know, popping off. Um, it almost did as good as the uh, Pat Gunn, uh, Miss Pat Gunn uh, oh, uh, episode, yeah. which has done amazing. And people, uh, we're going to have her back on definitely. Oh, definitely. Everyone has been hitting me up and like, hey, we need to, you know, we need more from her. And she there's a lot more. Podcast. She does need her own podcast. She has one episode. Oh, she does. Podcast. Oh, what is it? Plug oh it. gosh, um, actually, a TikTok. That's that's all right. I'll I'll talk while yeah. you're while you're looking at it. While you're looking at it, I'll go ahead and um, explain how Nightmare News. Found it, actually. Oh really? So, um, right. I'll explain how Nightmare News works. Basically, I find uh, they have no idea about the stories that I find on uh, online. These are news about either true crime or paranormal stuff, and uh, then at the end, I have a question for them, and they get to uh, answer A, B, C, or D. All right, so this is like a newer segment. We're still testing it out. Uh, we're, we're constantly uh, doing some stuff with it, but it'll be, it'll be really fun. Madison, do you have that information? Or? One second. All right. Also, people are talking a lot about Tampa on that TikTok and how there are people buried underneath Raymond James Stadium, which yep. is the Bucks Stadium. What? Which is very interesting. No way. There's yeah. people. Wait, how? Oh, like maybe from like old, old, old times, like yeah. old pirate time. stuff. Uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> but also from like you know all the cigar factories mm. and all that jazz. It's pretty classic. It's, the yeah. the the people buried under stadiums story. Oh, yes, sir. really. That's that's like a thing. That's a thing. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. There's too many comments, but yeah, we that's will, okay. We'll, we'll put in the um, yes, I will. in the the caption. Absolutely. Or something like that. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get it, it to you guys. We'll find we'll find it. All right. Here we go. First story. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Horror behind the walls. Pennsylvania family finds disturbing discovery in the house. Mm-mm. Auburn, Pennsylvania. Oh, this is uh, Fox Forty Three. Real fast, and I don't see the writer. Um, I don't see. Oh, the author is Fox Forty Three Newsroom. Got to got to got to cite my source here. All right. Auburn, Pennsylvania. A, I have no idea how to pronounce this county. Schuylkill? Schuylkill? A Schuylkill County family made a a disturbing discovery when they decided to insulate their home. The Bretzius family found the home was already in... uh, That's really weird. It just cuts off right there. Um, in, is it, is it like trying to serve me an ad? I don't know. Uh, anyway. It's like, consume this ad before you continue. I know, right? All right. Oh, here we go. All right. Uh, the Bretzius family found the home was already insulated with dozens of dead animal carcasses. Of course. Oh yeah. Lovely. We were shocked, horrified, and disgusted, uh, Kaja, or Kajia Bretzius told WNEP. The dead animals were wrapped in blank and were among half-used spices and other items. Mm -hmm. After removing the items, they sent hundreds of artifacts and carcasses to an expert in Cutstown. The answer they received was what they call powwowing or Dutch magic. They use this to heal ailments, said Bretzius. Knowing why isn't making it 
any easier for the Bretzius family, though. Insurance hasn't covered repairs, and paying for the issue has cost them around $20,000. They say the mold has caused family members to be sick and the smell hasn't gone away. Mm. Bretzia said the house was inspected before they bought it, but we got the radon inspection. We looked for everything. We don't, we didn't know uh, to look for chickens. Of course it's chickens. (laughs) Since insurance won't cover it and they've run out of money, they started a GoFundMe account. How do you and tell your insurance company about that? You're like, listen, I know this is going to sound far-fetched. We've got some old Dutch magic going on in the house. And there's <laughs> chickens everywhere. <laughs> there's just so many chickens. That is the uh, that is the end of the uh, article. So y'all want to go ahead and discuss and you know what you think, and then we'll I'll I'll give you the I'll give you the question. I mean, so I'm not over. Um, familiar with how Dutch magic is um, done. Wait, but, you aren't? I know. I know, <laughs> shocker. Um, you know, as, as white as I am, I am not Dutch. Uh, but it's, um, you know, it, it's not out of, the, out of the scope of a lot of different um, magic practices and things like that, especially older practices where they would utilize sacrifice in the way of you know, achieving whatever it is that they wanted. Um, It is weird that they shoved it in the walls to dispose of, because typically, I mean, at least with a lot of different practices, you want to return the carcass back to the earth. You know, it's like ending the life cycle of like you've- Yeah, foundation. You'd you'd put mm -hmm. it where the- the, the cornerstones of the house or the foundations. Yeah. Right. It, it's weird that they were like, you know what? We're just going to put it in the walls unless... It was an emergency. Right. Oh. Well, another point I was thinking maybe could be they were using it as a protection ward mm-hmm. because chicken feet and things like that, chickens in general, are utilized sometimes in protective like spells. But... I mean, that's a really, like, I could think of a lot of different ways that you could make a protective ward without having a rotten carcass in your walls. So my uh, is, you're probably right with the, somebody like maybe was coming in while they were doing the spell or something, or they wanted to hide what they were doing. And or they, they were literally, something was happening in the house that they wanted an immediate effect, effect on. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were doing some calamitous work. You know, like just right. You know, ah, demons at the door. Okay, um, open the wall. Let's go. Oh boy, chickens! All right, y'all ready for your question? Yes. Sure. Here we go. The dead animals were wrapped in a old curtains, b blood-stained burlap, c newspapers from the 1930s and 40s, or d flags from different nations. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I put a lot of that's a good one. I put a lot of uh, you know effort into into these these questions. I could see newspapers. Okay, I, I lean towards newspapers right. myself, but but man, the flags are the so flags. Tempting. I know, I know, right? The flags are so tempting. Flags are very tempting. But I'm like thinking in the terms of Dutch magic, they wouldn't necessarily care for. Bringing in the, um, you know, the intentions of all the nations around them, necessarily. I feel like that's a... Unless it was an anti-immigration thing. (laughs) 
very true. <laughs> oh boy. Very interesting, actually. It was about keeping their community Dutch. Interesting. I feel newspapers because if they were from the 30s and 40s, that would mean they're in the Great Depression era. Um, and a lot of people did have their own livestock and whatnot. So it could have been a spell of sorts that was being utilized to bring more food. Turn into. around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turn around their fortunes. Yeah. I can see that. So. All right. So what's the final, what's the final answer? I'm going newspaper. Like going okay. Newspapers as well. All right. So both went newspapers from the 1930s and 40s. And guess what? What? You're correct. That sounds about right. Okay. That was yeah. that was super impressive because I gave some. I, I was like really trying to differentiate the answers and all that <laughs> stuff. Like I thought I was gonna dupe y'all. No. I thought I was going. You can't dupe yeah. a witch. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, you can dupe me, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty easily duped. I, I'm uh, impressed that I got that. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go on to the next one. This comes from the Tampa Bay Times, and it was written by Dan Sullivan. Okay. All right. Woman arrested on child abuse charges after bizarre cutting and blank ritual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Sounds like Tampa. Danielle Harkin. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, St. Petersburg. Danielle Harkins told the kids they needed to rid their bodies of demons as the group gathered before dusk Saturday around a small fire near the St. Petersburg Pier. They should cut their skin to let the evil spirits out, police said, she told the children. Then they needed to blank the wounds to ensure that those spirits would not return. Some kids got cut, police said. Some kids got blanked. Uh, Harkins got arrested. <laughs> I bet she did. <laughs> so that's some clever writing right there. Yes. Oh, yeah. Harkins, 35, a literacy teacher at Leelman and Asian Neighborhood Family Center, was booked in jail Tuesday morning on bizarre abuse charges in connection with a bizarre ritual. She was held in jail Tuesday night on a $55,000 bail. Police said the ritual was attended by seven teenagers, all of Asian ethnic background, whom Harkins had taught a few years ago in her job at the center. At least two were injured, police said. Obviously, it's very strange, said St. Petersburg Police spokesman uh, Mike Puetz. The motivations for the ritual are very unknown to us. None of the teens told their parents about the incident. Police investigated after one of the teens, a 16-year-old boy, sent a text message about the incident to a friend. The friend told the boy's parents, who notified the police. In interviews with detectives, the teens were reluctant to talk about the ritual beyond the basic facts of what happened. They did reveal a few things. When Harkins held a blank to one of the teens' hands, wind blew it out police said that prompted her to douse the hand in perfume and that set it on fire the boy suffered second degree burns police said another teen was cut on the neck with a broken bottle police said harkins used a flame to heat a small key when she then used to cauterize the wound Stephen chantalima 
17, one of the teens who attended the gathering declined Tuesday evening to discuss what happened. I'm okay, he said. I'm fine. All I know is she's in custody. Harkins was suspended without pay from her job at the family center where she has worked for about four and a half years, said Carolyn Chance, the center's administrator. We had no suspicion of any of this, Chance said. We do everything we can to know our employees. None of the teens was currently taking part in any of the center's programs, Chance said. As a literacy specialist, Harkins taught reading and writing skills to the center's clients. Though the motives behind the ritual remain unclear, court records and those who know about Hawkins, uh, Harkins offer a few clues. Harkins recently divorced her husband, George. They had two children, a four-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. Records showed that Harkins was the defendant in a sexual violence injunction uh, that was dismissed in January. In August, she filed a domestic violence injunction against her husband, which was also dismissed. The divorce was finalized June 1st, about a month before Harkins began acting strangely. Lisa Cope, Harkins' next-door neighbor for the past four years, said the time she saw her, uh, Harkins had taken an interest in extreme religious beliefs. Uh, she was my friend, Cope said. She cried on my shoulder when she and her husband were getting a divorce. Cope didn't know what to make of her neighbor's newfound religious interest. She told me I was okay, Cope said. She said I didn't have any demons. In the past few days, Harkins disappeared. Cope Picked her up, uh, picked up her mail. She phoned George Harkins and learned that the couple's children were fine. On Tuesday, she saw the story on the news. I don't know where she got the whole demon idea, she said. Who knows what makes people think those things? It sounds like she was trying to perform a very old form of blood magic. Yeah. Which, I mean, there there used to be a belief that demons lived in the blood, which is a lot of... times why people would cut themselves and try to get the bad blood out um more than likely what happened she might have been having some mental health issues and sounds like a psychotic break right and um sometimes when that happens people lean into extreme religion or they um fixate yeah fixate exactly on it so it sounds to me like she might have done some research on an extreme faith belief or whatever and they practice blood magic of sorts mm. um because that it, all of that sounds like a ritual that would take place if they're trying to purify children right. or you know things like that and clearly she was not fit to be around children to begin with so yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if that was what was going on but hmm. you know um yeah, it sounds like she picked up some type of really old, old forms of, you know, religious practice of sorts. Oh, definitely. Yeah, this this sounds like, you know, um, teetering on obsession and then having mm-hmm. an event in your life push you into, like, looking into... And it couldn't have just come from nowhere. Right. It definitely had to be through associations and through, you know... Um, uh, very specific, you know, belief structures. It's very disturbing. It's very disturbing. All right. Y'all ready for the question? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
What did Harkins say the kids needed to do to their wounds? Just burn them, burn them, then reopen them, pour rubbing alcohol on them, then burn them, or burn them, then wrap them in gauze. Mm. We're like a demented good mythical morning. Yeah, one more right? time. All right. So what did Harkins say the kids needed to do to their wounds? Just burn them, burn them, then reopen them, pour rubbing alcohol on them, and then burn them, burn them, then wrap them in gauze. A part of me wants to say it's rubbing alcohol because I'm thinking in the terms of a ritual so the blood would be representing probably water um, and the different elements because a lot of rituals do call in each element. Um, so I'm thinking maybe the blood represents, you know, either earth or something or water, whatever the particular one is. Then you put maybe rubbing alcohol on. So maybe that would be the water Then when you light fire, that brings in the fire element and the effect that would happen, which is more than likely your hand catching on fire, would bring in the air as well. There's smoke and all that jazz. That's, I don't know, like it's very complex trying to break down a ritual that you're only getting a bite size, you know, amount of. Right. Um, Hmm. I want to say it's rubbing alcohol, maybe. Okay. And Chris? I was leaning towards rubbing alcohol, but more because there's mention of using something flammable and burning, right. getting the second degree burns on the hand, um, and uh, and rubbing alcohol in our common understanding of like uh, first aid is to cleanse, cleanse you know, you yeah, clean, mm-hmm. clean wounds with it. You clean your wounds so that the blood is out and then you burn it so that the demon can't get back in. Right. Cauterizing the wound is is a big part of it. Um, sounded like she used a key to brand a child mm-hmm. to close the, the wound, um, which then sort of lends itself to just straight burn. You know, cut it open and burn it closed um, to stop anything from coming back in. Um so there's a part of me that thinks it might be cut, burn, just burn. All right. So you say a just burn, mm-hmm. and you said rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol. Burn. It yeah. is just burn. Ah. Yeah. It's just burn. Hmm. Oh yeah. That that makes the most logical sense. Well, it's the immediacy. The blood yeah. comes out, and then you you burn it to to, right. to seal yeah. it shut. Disturbing. Very. Oh yeah. Very creepy. All right. Here we go. This one is called The Phone Stalker. The Phone Stalker. Mm -hmm. Fun. (laughs) The Phone Stalker. In 2007, ABC News documented a series of cell phone calls to families with terrifyingly specific death threats. The unidentified callers knew exactly what families were doing and what they were wearing. Oh, yeah. The families say the calls come in at all hours of the night, threatening to kill their children, their pets, and their grandparents. Voicemails arrive, playing recordings of their private conversations, including one with a local police detective. Freaky. The caller knows, the family said, what they're wearing and what they're doing. 
And after months of investigating, police seemed powerless to stop them. This went on with the uh, Kukanal family for months who reported a caller with a scratchy voice threatening to blank. When the Furcrest Washington police tried to find the culprit, the calls were traced back to the Kukendall's own phones even when they were turned off. It got worse. The Kukendall's and two other Fearcrest families told ABC News that uh, they called uh, that they believe the callers are using their cell phones to spy on them. That's super freaky because that's something I think about all the time. Right. Really freaky. Where they are, what they're doing, and what they're wearing. The callers have recorded private conversations. Uh, the families and police said, including a meeting with a local detective, and they already said that. But anyway, that is uh, that is the story. Hmm. Short one, but See, did they make a Netflix show about this? I don't know. It sounds semi familiar. Maybe. You know. Um, that's like one Maybe. of my worst fears is I, so like we've talked about before, I'm not scared of a lot of things, but like, especially with horror movies and stuff, but the ones that always get me are when the predator of sorts in the film have full access sure. to a person. And you can't stop that. So that's what freaks me out the most. Um, it feels like the strangers, but like oh, a yeah. more high tech version of the strangers. Um, yeah, no, that's horrifying. Um, and I don't exactly know enough about technology to fully understand how they could do that, but... Uh, Basically cloning your phone. Right, that prob- you're probably right. So, I mean, the dangers of it is that's how much access anybody can have because we carry incredible surveillance devices with us. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> so sensitive. It can hear anything we say. It can see anything we do. You know, it is it is absolutely uh, nightmarish to think if it were controlled by somebody who wanted to do you harm, it would do you harm, mm-hmm. you know, grievous harm at that. So, yeah, no, terrifying. Yeah, that's very freaky. Do we have an update of maybe if they ever found the person or if it stopped? Anything? You know, let me actually... Um, while y'all are discussing the question options, mm-hmm. uh, let me actually look a little more into that. I'll actually go to the uh, the new the NBC uh, new ar- article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'd be interested cool. to hear if they ever found whoever is doing this because sounds like some freak who probably yeah you know was living in like a like a trailer or yeah. something you know. So. Yeah, it's very scary mm-hmm. when you think about it because. Yeah. You'd also think that they'd have to be in close vicinity right. to do it, but maybe not. Yeah. You know, they, they could be halfway across the world doing this. Oh, yeah. What was uh, oh, compliance? That guy, remember that guy? Yeah, he the was movie, able yeah. able to do absolutely. all that stuff from nowhere anywhere near those fast that's food restaurants. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, that's even freakier to think about is that it could be literally someone from anywhere in the world who's controlling that. All right. Here we go. So, are y'all ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What did the caller say they would do? A, slit their throats. B, behead them and mount it on a spike in their front yard. C, blackmail them. Or D, gut them like a pig. I don't think it's gut them like a pig because I'm pretty sure you pulled that from a horror movie. Um, 
Well, they might have pulled it from a horror movie. Sure, but that sounds like a very JT choice. Um, so, Still. Uh, but I personally think it's a beheading, putting it on a stick, because I want to say around 2007, that was when like all the beheadings were happening and stuff like that. So it was very prevalent. It was a very prevalent fear. It's such a, yeah, and such know? a evocative threat. Yes. Like one that would really freak somebody out, putting your head on a pike, you know. Exactly. You know, um, and... It's also just like one of those threats that's so demeaning, too, to be like, I have so much control of you, over you. I'm even going I'm to make take, you. Yeah, your, <laughs> your central computer, I'm going to pull it right off your body. Yeah. You know, that's very disturbing. All, all of those options are very disturbing. Yeah. N- none, of them, none of them are what you want to hear from no. a stranger who knows what you're wearing. Exactly. You know, that's. That's not the way to do it. No, it isn't. It no, absolutely not. is not. <laughs> no, it's not the way you want All right, to. so what's your final? Uh, beheading. Beheading? Kind of lean towards slit throats. Um, there's something creepily intimate about that notion, you know, and and that level of threat. Um, because uh, chopping off heads, absolutely terrifying. But strangely passionate, you know, like... Sure. <laughs> So I'm Chris, gonna, I'm gonna go with you're three for three. Really? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Wow. I thought that was He's too, so good at this. I thought it was too weak. Like uh, maybe well, yeah. I'm just demented. Well, like, it's like yeah, the weak. <laughs> because come on, you can do better than that. <laughs> well, because I was like, if I'm really trying to instill fear in somebody, I'm like I'm not gonna be like, and I'm gonna slit to your throat, and it's like ah, I actually, you can do better than that, but maybe I'm just. I actually have the whole article. It isn't too oh, long. Okay. I, I I'll just go ahead yeah. and I'll just go ahead and read it. So basically, it's by Brittany Bacon and Scott Michaels, uh, ABC News, um, and cell phone stalkers harass Washington family. All right, June twenty fifth, two thousand seven. Uh, what do you call wh- what do you call when your or sorry, who do you call when your personal cell phone has been turned into a spying device, tracking your family's every move and giving an anonymous stalker a view into your private life? Three Washington state families say it happened to them and left them feeling like they were living in a horror movie uh, they say you're going to die. We hate you. We're going to murder you, said Heather Cookendall, uh, one of the alleged victims. And the families say no one seems to have an answer as to how or why it happened. The police say that they are stumped, but they have not ruled out the possibility that the alleged victims are making the whole thing up. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Okay. Now, where is That's that coming intense. from? I know. Goodness gracious. That would make sense why they pick slit their throat because no real absolute yeah. maniacal being would, you know. That's would, wild. Would not go as crazy. The families say the calls come in at all hours of the night threatening to kill their children, their pets, and their grandparents. Voicemails arrive playing recordings of their private conversations, including one of, of with a local police detective. The caller knows, the family said, what they're wearing and what they're doing. And after months of investigating, police seem powerless to stop them. Cell phone companies are skeptical. We are unaware of any technology that would allow the activity that's being reported here, said Sprint spokesman Matt Sullivan. We are partnering with law enforcement to investigate. We're not exactly sure uh, what is being done to these phones. So... That was also a point that I don't think we considered was this was 2007. When did the first iPhone come out? That year, I believe. So okay. 2006. So, so I think a year before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, wait, we're thinking in the 
terms of our phones now, which are just like super computers. Yeah, they could. Like the first iPhone was kind of like very a brick. Simple, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can get you like FaceTiming, you know, in HD now and right. all of that. Yeah, that's wild. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, but in an age of rapidly advancing technology, LOL, that did not age well, um, some sur- uh, surveillance experts told ABC News it's all too easy for hackers to turn your cell phone against you. Uh, James. It might have been easier to, sure. to hack. It, absolutely. Too. If you watch Burn Notice, he's always doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He the always show, turns them the, into like bugs or uh, into yeah. monitoring yeah. devices. Right. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, James Atkinson, an electronic surveillance expert, told ABC News cell phones can be operated remotely. Uh, you can take photographs remotely. You can track the person's position. You can figure out where the phone is. Said Atkinson. Most cops have no idea how this is done. Uh, the Cook and Doll family troubles, uh, family's troubles started. Did they bring him in for questioning? Right. I know, right? <laughs> uh, the Cook and Doll family's troubles um, started in February when 16-year-old Courtney Cook and Doll's cell phone uh, started sending text messages to her friends by itself, the family said. This is creepy. I mean, I know it's, it's not very like, creepy. I know it's not paranormal, but it's really creepy. Um, then the threats came. A scratchy voice called uh, Daily... A scratchy voice called daily, um, sometimes to say that the entire family's throats would be slit, uh, Courtney's mother, Heather, told ABC News. When the Fearcrest Washington police tried to find the culprit, the calls were traced back to the Cook and Doll's own phones, even when they were turned off. Weird. It got worse. The Cook and Dolls and uh, two others... Faircrest families told ABC News that they believe the callers are using their cell phones to spy on them. They say the hackers know their every move, where they are, what they're doing, and what they're wearing. The callers have recorded private conversations like the local detective meeting. Uh, many of the voicemails sound like a teenager's prank. Sometimes they say real juvenile things. Sometimes it's really scary, Cookendall said. In one of the messages, which Cookendall played for ABC News, the caller said, I know where you are. I know where you live. I'm going to kill you. Hmm. Cookendall, her sister, Darcy Price, uh, and her neighbor, um, Andrea McKay, uh, who also claimed to be victims of similar harassment, have named the callers Restricted, the name that pops up when the calls come in. Uh, Cook and Doll, Price, and McKay say their family's phones have been turned off uh, by themselves, have turned off by themselves when they were switched off. The ringtones have changed on their own. The callers seem to know the ki- when the kids leave for school and when they are home alone, Cook and Doll said. Messages warned that McKay's, uh, warned the McKay's that there would be a shooting at their daughter's school. Goodness gracious, this is insane. Uh, the harassment, uh, the harassment they said feels relentless. Cook and Doll installed a new security system for the house soon after she got a voicemail from Restricted uh, saying that the callers knew her security code. Once McKay said, uh, when she was slicing limes in her kitchen, a call came in from Restricted. The voice said it preferred lemons. Nope. Nobody likes nope. that. Nope. Big yikes. Nope. That's big yikes. Woof. Or now I'm worried that the person at the security uh, oh. place, because the security person would know the code. Yeah. Uh, you know, That's weird. Are there cameras in the house? 
Right. Let's go. Come on. A part of me, maybe I'm just, I've watched too many horror movies, but a part of me thinks like maybe they were like living in the attic or something and they had installed, like when everybody's Well, there are multiple families, right? Yeah, multiple families. So Mm. that's very interesting. It's like The Boy. Yeah. The movie The Boy. Yeah. Makes me wonder if there's a connection with like their phone service, if there's a connection with like. Yeah. Y'all keep looking at the bug Sorry, at the it's light. Very it's like it's like we got to name him now. Bob. 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 He looks like a pastrami to me. Pastrami. pastrami. Yeah, that's too many syllables for such a small thing. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the Cook and Doll family met with police, they say they received warm warnings not to talk to the cops. Then a voicemail arrived, a recording of the conversation they've just had with the police. The level of fear went from this is a pain to an uncontrolled fear and anxiety level, said McKay. I think your phone flashlight's on, Madison. That's okay. Um, Do that. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, man, we're crazy. That's creepy. All right. Cook and Doll said her family switched phones and opened new accounts twice, but the calls keep coming in. If we go a day without a call, that's a good day, Cook and Doll said. The callers have likely violated several uh, laws, law enforcement say, possibly including federal wiretapping statutes, uh, that the case has local law enforcement stumped. We're almost dumbfounded. We've almost dumbfounded. Almost. Uh, we've, We've never seen anything like this, said Fearcrest Belief Chief John Cheeseman. Um, who said he has known the Cook and Dolls for years. Cheeseman said he is working with the Tacoma Police and the Pierce County Sheriff's Department and has also contacted officials at the Department of Homeland Security. But police still are not close to finding the perpetrators. Most of the harassment appears directed at Courtney Cook and Doll, police said, adding that most, but not all, of the calls have traced back to her phone. Police are, are not calling the 16-year-old a suspect, though the unusual tale has raised some eyebrows. It wouldn't be prudent not, uh, it wouldn't be prudent not to look internally at the family, said Ed Troyer, a a Pierce County Sheriff's Department uh, detective. At this point, we aren't saying it's someone inside the family, but it's someone that is close enough to them to know this much about them, Troyer said. It seems like it's someone who is tied into the group, a family member, a friend, or an enemy. He added, I hope it isn't coming from within the family because it would be a waste of everyone's time. Heather Cookendall is adamant that her daughter is not involved and said the calls kept coming in even when they took Courtney's phone away. She said Courtney was too upset to speak to ABC News. We know it's not her, Cookendall said of Courtney, and we can't think of anyone uh, we've made mad or if we've made any enemies. The calls appear to be just the latest incarnation of so-called cyberbullying, according to an uh, April 2007 survey of middle school kids by online safety group, wiredsafety.org. So that is that. Well, that's horrifying. Yeah. What, so. do, you th- what do you think, Chris? I'm looking at a, an article written in 2019, which just basically says it, it trailed off. Yeah. It just stopped. So, so do you think that they were making it up, or I don't think they were making. Why it would up. you? Why would you make it up? Right. You know? That seems a little weird. A little weird. So they are suggesting that it could have been um, something 
viral like a computer virus. Mm. Oh. Um, uh, like an early version of computer virus for phones. That could um, you know, given given that phones weren't used in highly secure ways to begin with, and that certainly mm-hmm. in that first boom of everyone getting a cell phone, um, it could have been something very easily downloaded or sent, like in a text message or something like that. Right. Like you check your email on your phone, and all of a sudden you've got some kind of, you know, yeah. um, Trojan virus on your phone. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, well, a part of me thinks it might have been a cop because. <laughs> You know, uh, they said that they knew the Cookendall family for a while. I'm like, why? So they're heavily involved, I guess, with the police. Not necessarily because they're criminals or anything like that, but because mm-hmm. they just might, you know, donate money to them. I don't know. But I don't know either. Maybe somebody from the inside was being like, you know, kind of throwing them off the scent, basically, yeah. because it was them. Yeah. Could be interesting. Absolutely. But yeah, that was a that was that that's a super creepy story. Super creepy story. There was um, there was a Netflix show called The Watcher, which um, was based on a true story, which has a lot of the same elements. But it was a family who had received these threatening letters, and basically, when this family moved into the house, the former family is like, "Well, now the the watcher's yours," because apparently the watcher watches that specific house, and despite the fact that they have the letters, despite the fact that it seems like the watcher is literally standing on the grounds watching. No one can figure out how he's watching, why he's watching, what he's doing. Nonetheless, very creepy. Um, and yeah. I feel sorry for them because... Don't like it. It's not fun. Um, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of Nightmare News. And uh, we will definitely be making more of these in the future. So fear not, we will have lots of nightmarish news too. nightmare news we should do uh find a nightmare news article about um the tesla uh being able to detect ghosts yes yes we should all right i'll put that on the agenda all right well thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and my name is madison timmons i'm chris susie and stay spooky y'all <laughs>